Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? So the hell what? So, oh, oh yeah. up a notch. Yeah, so notch. the hell what? Fucking oh. hell. What are you, you're off on, you're in on holiday, how is it at your holiday compound? I'm in, yeah, I'm in an Airbnb near Paphos in Cyprus, and we arrived last night at about, whoa, it was about 11 o'clock p.m. Uh, Cyprus time. Right. And uh, uh, let's just say I was still sat outside drinking a glass of wine at 1.30 a.m. with my shirt off because it was just so fucking hot. Really? It's lovely, yeah. That's fucking great. So you just good. got there and sat by the pool, even though it was dark, you couldn't quite see. Yeah. What, yeah. what it was like and then the best thing is in the morning when you wake yeah. up and the sun reveals the sun what you've got blazing down shining down on the pool but yeah I mean there's like there's like an outdoor sitting area next to the pool and there's lights outdoors and everything so I just sat and just uh, did a bit of reading and just a bit of drinking and just you know just thinking about stuff Sam just thinking about thinking life thinking about life how things have unfolded for you as life's thinking gone about, on yeah, thinking about what time I would get to do this podcast with you the next day. Yeah, thinking big about questions. That. The big questions you know, that haunt lo- us all. Logistics, big logistic questions. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we we've got it's, it's an Airbnb villa, which I strongly recommend doing the Airbnb thing. Oh yeah, I've done a it a lot of times. It's great. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. You get a lot more for your money than going through like a travel agent or a villa company. So uh, we arrived. 11 p.m. last night got in had a look around it's all lovely there's a, a nice care package being left by the owners of the villa so in mm. the fridge there's milk there's water there's some uh, ham cheese ham a fruit. fucking hell nice bit of ham yeah some um, just sliced ham you know here's some sliced ham for you that's yeah. complimentary from the owner yeah. we I, don't want I, anything I, I, in return if you want to leave some money on the side when you go you can if you want to leave all your all your change you could do that but you don't have to, but you might want to, because yeah, you don't want to carry that change around. Let me tell you, ham's not easy to come around around here, no. especially sliced ham. A lump of <laughs> ham, yes, maybe, but this ham has been sliced. You think come about on. what the you think about all the labour that goes into it. If you just get a lump of raw ham, that's it, job done. You want it sliced, you gotta English. go. You, you gotta find sliced a slice. Ham, sliced ham runs as freely as water back in England, but here. That could cost no. up to two. A man might have to work for two months to save up enough for his family to eat sliced ham. And you, you just gotta, take it from me for free as if it's nothing? You made me sick English. I spit on the floor. <laughs> you take a man, take his lump of raw ham, and he gotta go up into the hills. He gotta, fo- he gotta go and find a slicer. A man whose job it is to slice the ham. They are hard to come by. There are not many of them. Most of them are dead or bankrupt, but some survive, <laughs> some prevail. That is what you must find. He will slice the ham for you. It may take him four or five days, but he will do it. And you, 
You don't even eat the sliced ham and you don't even fucking pay for it. You may be we sick. have one English year earlier in the summer. I see him sunbathing. I got cross, I think his face pretty pink. You know what he's done? Instead of sun lotion, he cut two eye holes in slice of ham, one nose hole, one mouth hole. He lay ham over his face. He lied there sunbathing. He said, pretend my face from the sun. I say, you motherfucker. A man toiled in the heat to catch the pig, kill the pig, smoke the pig, slice the pig up, put it in vacuum pack packet for you, you and your family. And you insult him by sitting here with it on your face. Your ham face, motherfucker. I bought him straight in the balls. With the underside of my boot. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, there was some ham, uh, cheese. Uh, what else was there? I think that was about it. There was, was a fruit bowl. Was it cheese? Was it no, feta cheese? Ga- gouda. Not even really? Cypriot cheese. That's weird. Not even halloumi. I'm going off in search of halloumi later oh, on. Oh, yeah, halloumi is the Cypriot cheese, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa, halloumi got... is basically keeping the Cypriot economy afloat. Fucking right. I think. It is, because, I mean... I, when I was when I was at university, I'd never seen halloumi before, but my mate Nick had spent some time when he was younger living in Cyprus. Can't remember why. I think his dad might have been a spy or something. Something to <laughs> his dad. And Probably. he lived in Cyprus and even had to go to Cyprus school. And uh, it, while he was there, he got banged into the fucking halloumi. We're at university. You can imagine the looks we gave him when he turned up one day with this fucking yeah. white lump of what looked like wax in a yeah. fucking vacuum pack. And, we, and then he, the cunts got it out. We're all looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on here? He's mm. got it out. He's cut it into lumps. And then he started frying it. We were like, mate, what the fuck? Have cheese. you had a breakdown? What? Are you on acid? What the fuck's going on with this? <laughs> what are you fucking frying candle wax for? He said, hey, <laughs> fucking don't knock it till you tried it, cunts. Try this. Have a bang on that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ate us. It just tastes like... It, it tastes like... Candle wax that's been heavily salted and fried. And then I was like, but actually, I quite like it. Yeah. And that's salumi for you, and I've never looked back since then. Yeah. That's why I'm and here. Now, I'm on the hunt for it. I mean, then it then it was like, you know, that it was a specialist product that you'd have to go to a delicatessen for. Now, every cunt's at it. It's, it's almost as... Com- I would say it's more... Com- I mean, maybe this is because I live in a metropolitan liberal bubble... But to me, it's as common or more than Red Leicester. Yeah, I mean, you can get it in Sunderland now. You can get it in Sunderland. There you go. So that's, 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 that's the acid it. test for you. Yeah. Uh, but, but like you said, back then you'd have to go to a middle-class broker of some yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get it in a supermarket. You'd have to be nah. at a middle-class deli somewhere. Proper deli be like, yeah. Now you walk into Sunderland, there'll be people in the pub on match day going, and I have a pint of real and a, one of them halloumi wraps. Exactly. Yeah. For example, they're like, why not? Hello, my rat with a with some fucking peas pudding in it. (laughs) Fucking hell, yeah. Oh, you could be onto something there, Sam. That's not a bad combo. No, fucking hell. That's gonna be popping. Um, (laughs) Just what you just said there about your your mate's dad worked in Cyprus as a spy or something, and just me bullshit detector just went off there, and I've just remembered a tweet we got the other day, which needs to be read out and not forgotten. So here it is. I've just looked it up from John Copeland, and uh, it's on the subject of Jeff Capes, who we've covered before in great detail. And John says, uh, me and my mates once told my gullible sister-in-law that Jeff Capes was so strong that he once threw a fox all the way around the world. She believed it. Yeah, 
brilliant. I saw that tweet the other morning. I woke up and I actually, I read it out to my wife in bed because it was one of those things that I, I, I woke up, looked at my phone, it was the first thing I saw. And even though she was tired and grumpy, even she fucking laughed out loud when I told her it. Yeah. So it's quite a test. That'll enhance, that'll enhance yeah. anybody's day, that. So anyway, yeah, the cheese, the ham, the water. There's a fruit bowl here as well, just next to where I'm recording this now. It's got yeah. bananas in it. It's got lovely big nectarines in it, some grapes. Uh, and I'm resting my phone, which I can see you through, on the bottle of red wine. It was also part of the care well, package. Well, I saw so on we Twitter sold. or Instagram that you'd helped yourself to a glass of red wine last night. I bought a bottle thought, in the airport, Sam. I bought a bottle in the uh, airport just in case there wasn't weird. one here. Doesn't feel like a holiday, uh, summer holiday drink, to be honest, your red wine. Well, I wasn't in the mood for a few beers, but I will be later on. But anyway, don't worry about that. Right. So that's the care package. So I'm sitting up till... I mean, it was about three o'clock in the morning when I went to bed. <clears throat> got through most of the bottle of red wine. Um, got up this morning. As you say, that beautiful sight of the sun shining down <clears throat> on the pool. That's when you, That's why um, it's good to arrive at night, because you have the surprise yeah. in the morning of what yeah. it actually looks like. It's fucking so great. I thought, I'd, I thought I'd step outside and walk around and, and peruse my grounds. Mm. so to speak hands behind um, your back yeah got a bit Lovely. closer to the pool had a little look I thought oh that's something a bit unusual floating in the pool there got a yeah. bit closer had a look in oh fuck it's a dead hedgehog a, a uh, hedgehog in fucking Cyprus I thought they were yeah. like uh, English only I thought they were as well listen, listen got in my luggage somehow and came over Mrs Tiggy Winkle Mrs. it Tiggy, feels I like think, you know I, I, it's, it, I think this was sorry. I think this was Mr. Tiggywinkle because there's no spectacles and there was no headscarf on the hedgehog. Mm. So I think it was Mr. Tiggywinkle. Maybe um, it was her son who'd fucking her son. I heard about her son. He went a bit off the rails and had to yeah. like do a fucking bunk from England because of issues to do with Pe- unpaid. People. Yeah, it people who owed money to. It was quite a small hedgehog. It wasn't a fully grown one. Yeah. It wasn't a, a standard English size hedgehog. It, it was, was a smaller fucking, one. Little Davy Tiggy Winkle, the yeah. black sheep of the fucking family. He's done a bunk to Cyprus because he owes money to the wrong sort of people, right? And he's like, fuck that, I'm off. Yeah. I'll be in fucking Cyprus for you, know it. If I, if I hang around here any longer, I've got it on good fucking authority that people are going to start pulling me spikes out one <clears> by one. <laughs> I'll get over there, the fucking sun, the fanny, the discos, the <laughs> lot. I'll get over there for the summer. The heat might be off by the time I go back in autumn. But, you know. Fuck me, that'll be me. Fucking walking down the fucking Plasto Americanos. Cold fucking beer in one hand. Tidy bit of fucking fanny in the other. Fucking yes, please. Don't mind if I do. Right? Put all your troubles behind you. Leave them till autumn. It'll probably all have sorted itself out by then. Do you reckon this might not have been an accidental drowning then? Do you think someone's caught up with him? He's been fucking, the fucking held him down in my Whatever pool. they were, whether they were the local stoats or weasels or whoever it was that he owed money to, <laughs> they fucking tracked him down. Oh, hello, Davey. Fancy bumping into you here. Oh, fuck. Oh, hello, Terry. Oh, uh, uh, what are you oh, doing here? Oh, just come I've been out. I've to, to give you a ring. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm actually glad I bumped into you because I was going to discuss a, a repayment scheme with you. Oh, were you? That's interesting. <laughs> I think the time for schemes is well past, don't you, Davey? Oh, fucking hell. Come on, Terry. Don't be like that. You know me, man. 
Yeah, she was a lovely woman, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. I tell you what, it took her. A, it took us a while to get your whereabouts out of her. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. She claimed she didn't know where you were. Well, that's loyalty of a mother. But in the end, we convinced her it was best she just gave up the details. <laughs> what have you I done to you, know you bastards? <laughs> You're never going to find out, Davey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just give us one more chance. <laughs> no, it's over, mate. I've got a few things going on here in Cyprus that could fucking come up trumps for all of us quick time. Right. I've got a few side hustles going on. Is, is, there's a, the opportunity here is unbelievable for lads like us. <laughs> no, so that's what's happened, I think. He's been drowned by So uh, what by did Terry. you do about him then? Fished him out in a Sainsbury's carrier bag and put him in the bin. <sighs> did you have so to get into the do? pool? Did you have to get into the pool? Nah, it floated over to the side, fortunately. Thank God. I had an incident once at a rented villa in Italy with a dead rat. And uh, luckily it was four I had kids, but my, my wife was fucking, I mean, she lost her shit over it. So yeah. I got a... Um, was it in the pool? Yeah, it was in the pool. And it was in the middle of the pool. So what I did was I got the long pool cleaning skimming device. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. a sieve, but it's flat. And it's on the end of a really long pole. So I yeah. got it. And I just skimmed underneath the rat, picked mm. it up, and then I flung it over the neighbour's <laughs> wall as hard as I could. So it just went for miles. I hope it didn't hit anyone in the face. Some yeah, Italian sitting there sunbathing, yeah. suddenly like, Ah, Madonna mia! <laughs> oh, ratto! Il ratto! Ay! Fucking rat, <laughs> wet rat fucking suddenly slapping you in the face. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? I don't know why I flung it like that. I just wanted it as far away from my property as possible. That's, that's just nature, isn't it? That's just nature taking its course. It was course. natural. Blame fucking yeah. Darwin. So that's that's all I've got so far. I haven't been out of the supermarket yet, so there's been no this and that circumstances so far. But um, I'm sure they'll be playing to tell later on. You'll have yeah. them before long. Yeah. Someone will come around sure. and go, Hey, English, you enjoying yourself? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's really nice. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Anyway, listen, uh, you see the hedgehog anywhere? Uh, my kid's pet hedgehog escaped, Dan. <laughs> They're very upset. I just look for hedgehog. You seen it? Uh, no, hedgehog, what's what that? Sorry. It's, like no. a, it's like a cat, but a spiky small kitten. <laughs> They're very, very fond of it. No, no, I've never heard of that. No, don't, don't, I haven't seen he, anything. Are you sure he, now? I, I don't know. I've looked everywhere. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to put some little signs up on the lampposts with a picture of him. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to all the podcasts recorded by English tourists here in Cyprus. <laughs> see if there's any clues. Oh, yeah. oh, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nowadays, all the English, they come with their microphones. They spend half the fucking week inside talking shit. Recording it on their <laughs> little fucking podcast. Putting them out for no one to listen to. Ah, it's a waste of time. But it's good for me when I have to do my investigations. Sometimes you need information, you go straight to the podcasts. That's where it all is. People got loose Very lips good. on them podcasts. Very good intelligence. They say they say things that they regret. People get loose lips. They get a they say, they get confident because they think people are laughing at them and listening yeah. to them. So they say all sorts of things. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Let's move on to the predictions for this weekend's football, Sam. Because mm. that's fundamentally why we're here. Um, just, I mean, catch up on the, the results from last weekend. We didn't have all five of the results in Monday's episode because we recorded at Sunday lunchtime. And what happened was I got six points out of six Sunday afternoon uh, as a result of a reaction to your high press tactic. You got two correct scores on Sunday afternoon. I got afternoon. Sheffield United Palace 1-0. I got Chelsea Leicester 1-1. Fucking incredible. Mm. That's sensational. That is what I now think is a, a, a tactic I've pioneered in mm. the face of your high press predicting, mm. which I've chosen to call panic predicting. Really? Um, I'm put under pressure. And yep. It is almost the purest form of prediction. It's, it's, it's your nerves just fucking predicting for you. It's, Listen, it's, mate. it's fight, fight or flee prediction. Yeah. This is post-rationalisation of the fucking most dangerous sort. Like, you've nicked a fucking win flukily, 1-0. Sometimes you fluke a result, right? What yeah. the manager, what a fucking good manager doesn't say to his lads when they come off the pitch, having just defended non-fucking-stop, the opposition have, like, hit the crossbar, hit both posts, missed a penalty. You know, every fucking thing that could have gone wrong for them has gone wrong for them. They've absolutely dominated and then the other team have had one fucking attack and nicked it, bounced off someone's arse into the goal from a set piece. When they come in, the manager doesn't go, well, that proves it. That fucking proves it, doesn't it? Hmm. From now on, we play like that every week. We give up possession. We allow them chances. Hmm. We play with our backs to the wall and we never try to attack. And if we keep doing that, then we will continue to nick 1-0 wins and probably end up winning the league. That's yeah. the ration. That that's stupid. It sounds stupid when I put it like that, but it's basically that's the rationale you're using. It might be, or it might be panic predicting. I don't know. I mean, you're obviously rattled. It's clear I'm that you're rattled up, from that little I'm diatribe. Not give up the high press, done. if that's what you think. Are you not? All right. No. Okay. Well, we'll let's it's bring like, it on. It did then. one week of the high press. It was decent. We, we're only on fucking week one or week two of the predictions. I mean, come on. I, I will. I will concede. You did yourself get six points over the weekend, so you, your okay. high press did work quite well. But I got eight points. All right. So, well, it's a marathon, not know. a sprint, mate. Well, just yeah, remember we'll your attitude last season. Your attitude last season. If I'd fucking listened to anything you'd say, I would have given up by November. When you thought that results bot had run away with it, results bot ended up coming bottom of the league, mate. <laughs> True, but I am still five points clear already. So you know, make of that what you will. Right, come are on, you, then. Are give you me, ready? Give me some scores. I'm ready. All right, you're going to go first on this first one. Go on then. All right, Aston Villa versus Everton. What the fuck? Sorry, I've missed my high press opportunity. Then. Yeah, you have. At okay. your own time. I didn't. Uh, Neil, I'm going to say Aston Villa 1, Everton 2. <laughs> Aston Villa, Everton. Uh, I'm also going to say 1 2. 
Oh, I see. <laughs> Sheffield United versus Leicester. I'm going to go 1 1. Say Come on, high press. Come on. Say the fucking fixture again. Sheffield United versus Nil Leicester. Nil three. Nil three. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Pathetic. To you to go first this time. Are you listening? Yeah. Brighton versus Southampton. 2 0. I'm going to go uh, 1 0 Brighton. Liverpool versus Arsenal. I can go first this time if you like. Uh, I think that will be 2 1 Liverpool. Say the fixture. Liverpool versus Three, Arsenal. Pathetic. Finally, I'll go first. No, I went first last time. Are you ready for the fixture? Yeah. Watford versus West Ham United. One three. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, mate. Two two. That's the predictions. They are now locked in. There you go. There you go. Sensational. That's the predictions done for this week. Um, yeah. Have we got anything else on the agenda to talk about? Or is this just like a mini episode because I'm basically I've, on holiday? I've got an email here that we could round things off with. Yeah, why not? Go on then. This is from Tony Coffey. Hi, guys. I've just used my summer Tony holiday. Tony No, Tony Coffey, unfortunately. Tony no, Coffey. Tony Coffey. Tony Coffey remember, impersonator. Do you remember my story about meeting your heroes and Tony Cotty said to me... I mean, Tony Cotty was such a hero of mine when I was a kid. I mean, I loved all the yeah. players in that team he played, and I loved McAvenny and Devonshire, but I fucking loved Tony Cotty, because Tony Cotty had come on when he was he played his debut in his 17 against Tottenham and scored the winning goal. Yeah. I mean, from that moment, you were just like, you know, when you're a kid, you're, just, you, you, you're sort of thinking he's you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Basically, and, yeah, and you were living a parallel life alongside yeah. him. I just fucking loved Tony Cotty when I was a kid and I genuinely had his picture on... I know it's a cliche, but I really had his picture on my exercise books at school and stuff. Anyway, then I met him, worked with him a couple of times on a show and he said to me, and it wasn't long after 7-7, and I said said something like, yeah, it makes you think, doesn't it? And he goes, what do you mean it makes you think? I went, well, you know, sometimes I said, I get public transport all over London every day said makes me think twice about it now and he fixed he sort of put his hand on my shoulder and he fixed my gaze and he went don't ever think like that continue to use public transport go about your life as normal because if not the bastards have won Sam and I was like I was rocked to my very core I thought about him and how I'd looked up to him throughout my whole childhood and what he meant to me and then he told and I told him I hadn't kept played it cool. What's the point? I told him, listen, I know we're working together, but just so you know, like, I was fucking obsessed with you growing up. And he was like, fair enough. I, you, I was a little bit in love with you. Yeah, I mean, I more or less gave it that. And I think he saw that, and that's why he gave me a talking to about terrorism yeah. and my response to it. And I've lived by it ever since. Quite right. It'll be ironic, of course, if I do one day fall prey to a terror attack. The irony will not be lost on Tony Cotty that day. No. Or anyone who's listened to this. I'll I'll get Tony Cotty onto this podcast to replace you and we will avenge your death together. Yeah. I want you to have Tony Cotty do a eulogy for me on the tribute podcast that you'll produce after my death. Yeah. If I do die from terrorism, um, let's just hope that it is in a heroic sense. So if they have footage... 
it's of me fighting the terrorists or, mm. and saving people and mm. eventually I succumb. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Let's yeah. hope that I'm not caught on camera doing an act of immense cowardice and still dying anyway. Yeah. Be- because I was thinking one of our old get-in-touch subjects that we haven't talked about for a while is hero fantasies. That was quite popular for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, because them, I remembered please. a good hero fantasy that I used to have quite a lot, which was, again, being caught on CCTV. And the hero fantasy was um, some of my mates, and including one of my brothers, right, the one who thinks mm. he's tough, one of my brothers thinks he's tough, and uh, they were being set about by some rough rough lads and in the hero fantasy i come along see what's going on and i run into the melee and i just spark out two or three i pull them off of my brother and off of my mate and i spark out these rough lads right yeah. in a in a flurry of lightning quick frenzy yeah then it goes to court right mm. i've hurt them badly i get nicked it goes to court People are saying that I might go down for ABH or something like that. Mm. And all of my family and mates turn up at the courtroom to support me because it could be that I'm going down for a custodial sentence. In the course of the court case, the defence pull out... No, the prosecution pull out the CCTV videos that have caught me in action. No one's seen it before. When they watch it back, you get the full story. You get how, in fact, I was acting in self-defense and the other people were the aggressors. But the key moment is I run out of nowhere as my brother and these mates are being beaten quite badly. Yeah. And I just come out of nowhere like fucking Batman. And in a flurry of punches, I'm like Mike Tyson crossed with Batman. I've just knocked all these guys out. Mm. And in the courtroom, everyone starts clapping. And then slowly they stand up. Mm-hmm. And even the prosecution start applauding too. And even the judge, the jury? The, the jury, everyone. And the judge yeah. throws the case out. He goes, this is a nonsense. This shouldn't have ever got this far. That man is a hero. And yeah. then I'm honoured at the Pride of Britain Awards. You know those yeah. ones where they give heroes awards? With Carol Vorderman, yeah. With Good. Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman is on stage. She shows the video again. There's loads of celebrities there fucking you know Harry Styles and everyone's there and they're all going fucking hell look at this brilliant bloke they all stand up standing ovation standing Mm. ovation I go up um Vorderman gives me the medal and as everyone's applauding she whispers in my ear you are amazing would you like to touch my bum yeah I'm in room 313 she says I say I'm married I can't come to your room but I will touch your ass." I think that's. I think, I think on a night like tonight, my wife will forgive me that. I think that's an acceptable compromise. <laughs> anyway, that's a hero fantasy that I had many years ago, and I remembered it the other day, mm. and I thought I'd share that with everyone because it might stimulate other people's hero to come forward with their hero fantasies because it was a popular subject for the cunters for a while. Yeah, get more of them coming in. Can I just say, I'd really like to go and sit outside again, so can we have the Tony Coffee email, please? Okay, I've just done some holiday to binge all through TFTM. Great stuff. 
I have a TTFN dickheads for you. In the late 80s, we were coming back from watching Bolton away. As per fucking usual, the miserable cunts who ran the coaches had already said they wouldn't be stopping to let people off en route back to Burn Park and were really cheeky to one lad who asked them one more time to make a 30-second detour. Undeterred, this lad marched to the back of the coach, opened up the emergency exit and dropped... <laughs> <laughs> dropped from the moving bus onto the tarmac. He bounced along the dual carriageway about ten times on his ass before jumping up to his feet and running off over the crash barrier and into the hedgerow. TTFN dickheads, TC. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh, fine. All right, don't let me off. It's fine. No problem. All right, see ya. <laughs> Good lad. Excellent work. Mm. Great stuff. Just quickly right. before we go, do you yeah. want some uh, some news without news? Yeah. Rate these out of 10 for me, please, Sam, if you would. Uh, three-eyed snake found in Australian town of Humpty Doo. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man, I think you lose a point because it's Florida man, but anyway. Yeah. Florida man attacks jogger with sword in dispute over trash wheelbarrow. Uh, seven. Yeah. Finally, Swedish man bitten by Fidel Castro's crocodile. Ten. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's Top Flight Time Machine. We'll be back after the weekend with some more episodes. And we've got we've got a new um, season episode in the bag from the Premier League, haven't we? Yeah, old so school you style. A, you might get at least one of them next week as well. So there we are. Something to look yeah. forward to. So don't say we don't do anything concert. for you, dickheads. Yeah, exactly. All right, TTFN dickheads. See ya. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.